Welcome to the Mom Docs Podcast. We are three chiropractors on a mission to empower moms and dads to intentionally choose health for their kids and families, to provide core principles to raise their families holistically, and to help parents take an active role in their family's health. Our goal is to provide families a philosophical approach to healthcare that steps away from the conventional and supports true health. All right, welcome back to the Mom Docs podcast. Today we are talking about what a great day would look like for our families from sunup to sundown. You know, what does success look like? And I think it's really important to go into any day um, planning for success. And I, I, I know I've, as a mom and a business owner and a wife, you know, I've gone into a day where I'm just reacting throughout the entire day. I'm reacting to the things that are thrown at me, whether it's kid related or office related or whatever it is, marriage related. And whenever I'm on the defensive, I know that my day is not going to be successful. But when we go into the day starting, you know, first thing when we wake up with how we approach our day and how we're planning for our day, it can make all the difference in terms of how we are as parents, um, as individuals, as, you know, people that are in the workforce, whatever it is. Um, so we just really want to give you an idea of what it looks like for us, um, to have a successful day. And I feel like you two are so amazing at this. And I've always admired both of you, Dr. Sarah and Dr. Natalie, for um, just how well you do with this, with your families, with your businesses. And so I think it's going to be a huge blessing for our listeners today. Um, But let's talk about the big picture. Dr. Sarah, why don't you jump in and just kind of talk about what it looks like when you're planning for a successful day with your family and and life? Well, I think that... Um, thank you for that compliment. However, I feel like most days I don't achieve this, but it is my standard. You know, it's what we're going towards. I do think though, to speak to that tone, there's so many moms that don't put enough credit and weight on their role in taking care of themselves so they can approach their day with the right energy and the right mentality to be adaptable and um, provide for their family. And I think that we can often do exactly what you said. We can end up being reactive in our approach to life and understanding that when it comes to kids, like you will have a child that refuses to put on their shoes before school. And that can either turn nuclear or you can figure out a way because you woke up prepared and in the right headspace to handle this day that no matter what comes at you, you're going to be a kind and patient and loving mother that it doesn't have to go nuclear. So I do think that it's really important. This episode, I think, can really um, benefit a lot of moms, especially stay-at-home moms listening. For me, success for our family is that it starts the, the, really the night before and really maybe even the week before, but we follow what we had planned for our nutrition for the week. We got our supplements in for the week. A positive mom showed up, an adaptable mom showed up for the week. Um, and for my children and our family, we had some sort of a schedule. We had an idea of what the week was going to look like. I knew when I was going to grocery shop. They knew when they had gymnastics. We knew when we were going to do our homework. We knew when we were going to have a meetup with friends and we had some sort of a predictable schedule. So the kids knew what to expect for their week. When I can cross those things off the list and I know I did what I needed to take care of myself, then that really is a successful week slash day for our family. So I guess we can just sort of start with what happens, you know, the night before. 
Yeah. I mean, I want to jump in there too, because I feel like there's got to be people listening because I know I've gone through this phase multiple different times in my life where do you ever feel like you wake up and, you know, throughout your day, throughout your week, you feel like, like the, you know, like you're in a pinball machine, like you're the ball being tossed back and forth (laughs) because somebody didn't like, you know, can't get dressed, you know, like they don't like any of the clothes that they have, or like you're saying, they, they refuse to put their shoes on or nobody's moving quick enough. And, you know, then, you know, you're about to, this happens so many times you're about to leave. Right. And then the baby has a blowout or, you know, what, like life happens and something that has helped me that I know you guys are both really, really good at as well. That can help you. So you no longer feel like the pinball and the pinball machine is, really being intentional and intentional, you know, the night before over the weekend, like pre-planning, thinking ahead and and being intentional with our day, which as I really think the theme of of what we're going to go through of what does a great day look like? A lot of it starts with just our intentions, you know, from the get-go. I'll say for our marriage even, and this is just when Mark and I sit down on Sundays and we both write out a task list list of everything that needs to happen for the week. And then we look through our week real generically, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And we say, what are our things that are already blocked out and have to happen at certain times that we can't control either our work hours or the kids school hours or gymnastics class. We'll throw that stuff on our week. And then we'll go back to our task list and say, okay, I also need to grocery shop this week. And I also need to get the oil changed on my car. And I also want to do this um, meet up with a friend that Levi's been begging to do. So I want to put that on my task list for the week. We want to record this podcast. And there's a couple different times during the week where we could do that. Where does that fit in? So when Mark and I do that individually on Sunday evenings, we'll sit next to each other on the kitchen counter and we'll do it. It takes about five minutes. And then we'll both look at each other's lists. And then we'd simply look to each other and say, what can I do to help your week? And that's my opportunity to say, you could get my oil changed for me. And that would take, that would just relieve all the pressure on my week. And I'll say the same thing back to him. What can I do to help your week? And just by starting off with that 10 minute activity, we are way more successful as parents as for the week to come. So that intentional preparation, Natalie, I could not agree with that more. And I can tell you from experience, the weeks we do it versus the weeks we don't do it. That's huge. Something that really has helped our marriage that we started doing, uh, gosh, like probably 10 years ago is just sharing our um, Google calendars with each other, uh, Ryan and I, so that we know and we look at it, you know, the night before, like Sunday night. And so we know where everybody's going to be throughout the week. And I know where I can count on help for, you know, transportation with the kids or whatever it is, or if he's got a late night and he's not going to make it home for dinner, you know, I know I can mentally prepare, um, you know, I'm going to be handling all four kids at that time. You know, it's just nice to be prepared. So I love that. And I've learned that from both of you. Um, so in terms of just waking up in the morning, Um, what does that, you know, as moms who, you know, you're heads of the household, you're also business owners, what does that look like in the morning, um, when you wake up? For me, it starts by, if I can, now there's huge asterisks next to all of these things, because there are plenty of mornings and days that none of this happens. But in my ideal day, waking up before my children, which is very hard to do 
like this morning when my children decided to wake up at 345 and not go back to bed for the rest of the night. But if I can wake up before my kids, that is step one to a successful day for our family. I like to, for, for me, I'm in a phase right now where I just realized I was spending way too much time on my phone. It was the first thing I don't sleep near my phone, but I'll, it stays plugged in our, um, bathroom. So I'll get up out of bed and I'll, I found myself, the first thing I do is grab my phone and sit down and pee while checking my emails. It's like, what in the world am I doing? Like, how is that serving myself, my mindset or my family? So now for me, it's if I can wake up before my children and, you know, do my quick brush my teeth, go pee, and then grab my Bible and my journal. And I'm forcing myself to at least write down something for my day, whether it's 10 things I'm thankful for or a scripture that I read and my reflections on it or writing out some prayers for family and friends. I'll do that for at least a few minutes. And then if I can have a chance to get a quick workout in, if that's going to be my workout time for the day, and then wake my kids up to a peaceful mom, like, hey guys, time to wake up, ready to start our day or do a little bit of prep before I get them, whether that's unload the dishwasher, um, start their breakfast before they crawl out of bed. That's when I know, okay, my day is about to be off to a good start here. Um, simply because I had a chance to take a big deep breath before, before my day got going. That's I I'm the same way. I feel like the days that I get woke up by a kid, you know, at 6am and they come in and they wake me up, it it immediately like changes, you know, the energy for the day. And again, like life happens, right. And we just, part of it is just making the choice to be adaptable and to continue to focus on, you know, being positive and, and taking life as it comes. But I remember, you know, making this transition of, you know, when the kids were young and they were still waking up, you know, a couple times in the middle of the night, so many mornings wanting to just soak up every last bit of sleep. And the mornings that I would wake up at 5.30 and in my mind, I would say, oh, I should get up right now because I could do this, this, and this. Half the time I would choose to just sleep in, right? <laughs> but then when I, I finally made that transition, I'm like, I just committed that I know, like, I can wake up, I can go to sleep, you know, by 9.30 at night, I can wake up at 5.30 because my kids typically wake up at six. Even just like, I started to set my alarm and commit to like, I'm waking up at 5.30. If somebody gets me up before that, you know, okay. But same thing, if I can get up and read my devotional, say a prayer, make my bed, wash my face, get dressed, turn the coffee on, maybe start breakfast, and then have the kids, you know, and then the kids wake up like, oh man, like, I feel like I've already, you know, I feel accomplished and excited, right? For them. It's almost like you want a reward. Like, can someone recognize that I just did this this morning? <laughs> right. Yeah. Get in a 15 minute workout, anything like, yes. man, I love being that mom when, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see my kids in the morning and guaranteed that makes their morning better too. I do want to say before we go into the next, you know, area pro tip for me, when I started realizing that if I can reset my house to zero before I go to bed at night, my next day is better. And so we literally, we call it that we said, we're going to reset the house before I go to bed. And that's every dish is done and every toy is put away and everything is back to zero before we go to bed. 
it just allows you to wake up at peace. And then, as you just said, beds get made every morning. I finally realized one day, like, I'm an adult with three kids. The bed has to be made every morning. <laughs> and, and you know what my kids now? That's one of their task lists. They wake up every morning. They make their bed. They get dressed. They open their curtains. And then for us, that's their qualifier to start getting earning money for doing other chores. They wake up, get dressed, make your bed come on downstairs. And now if you unload the dishwasher, help take the dog out, you might get a dime or nickel here or there for that. That's, that's awesome. I think recognizing there too, like throughout everything that we're talking about today, everything that we're doing to train ourselves and set ourselves up for success. Like our kids are seeing that. Our kids see it when, Oh, I, I got up, I made my bed, I did my workout and I'm happy, you know, like that training them that way is just a side note that to keep in mind throughout this. That's huge. Yeah. Because what we do, they're going to model. So let's get into practically what does breakfast look like for these kiddos? And obviously we have, we have kind of a, a spread for our age groups of kids. And so this might look different for each one. Um, but how do you guys start the day with them? Is it pretty um, uniform throughout the week? Do you guys mix it up? What does it look like? We find ourselves going through seasons where we will, so currently we are on, we're back on the smoothie train and we'll probably be on it for a couple months and then we'll fall off it and we'll be back on the eggs and avocado train and then we'll fall off that train and we'll be on, our kids call it a fruit salad, which is just take any fruit from the refrigerator and I chop it up and put it in a bowl and it's their fruit salad. Um, Right now for smoothies, we're doing spinach and coconut milk. That's blended up. We had frozen organic berries to it and a scoop of a bone broth protein and a greens powder. And our rule is they get it in uh, a coffee mug. And if they drink it all the way down, then they can get a refill. And the second time around, we'll put some sprouted grain, like chocolate cereal granola on top, and they get to eat it then with a spoon as like a, a treat. And that's our current, that's our current breakfast. Again, awesome. we'll go through phases where it's they won't eat anything and we're just, it's an apple and a banana and have a great day because I tried. What's yours, Natalie? Yeah, for sure. We're similar. Um, talk about, yeah, phases of food. You know, we go from loving eggs to only wanting a white egg and not wanting the yellow part um, to, yeah, to smoothies. Right now we're in a kick of smoothie bowls. You know, I think they got tired of like drinking. So for a while, our, our rule was, okay, you need to have, you know, obviously something healthy first. We're not just going right to the Ezekiel bread or angelic bread toast, you know, in the morning. So, for the longest time, it was, okay, finish your smoothie. And once you've had your smoothie, then of course, then you can have a, a piece of toast or, you know, whatever else, you know, oatmeal or whatnot. Uh, but right now we're doing uh, smoothie bowls and that's totally changing the smoothie. I make it a little bit thicker and then we get to add in some grainless granola and, you know, different berries and, you know, cut up banana and whatnot on top and peanut butter, whatnot. So um, we also do love making um, we'll make like, they love egg sandwiches. So we'll do eggs, you know, piece of toast with avocado and some cheese on that. That's one of our go-tos too. I love the smoothie bowl idea. I'm actually going to start doing that with my kids because we're kind of in a rut where they go through this, like, I don't want to finish my smoothie and do I have to? And for whatever reason, like 
lately, if Ryan makes the smoothie, they know, and it's not as good. Like it's probably <laughs> got more vegetables in it than when mom makes it. And for some reason they just can sniff it out. This is a daddy smoothie. <laughs> so for us, that's one of the best ways that we get in. Like I add in extra like supplements you know, okay. so yeah. we'll put in, I'll, you know, open a capsule of vitamin D in there or add some vitamin C or pour in probiotics. And that's a great way for us right away. Make sure like, Hey, we've got a good solid breakfast. We've gotten like some of the essential nutrients that you need for the day too. Yeah. That's huge. Um, something that we've tried to instill in our kids is if they win breakfast, um, you know, if we have like an off day where we have a birthday party to go to, or it's the holidays and we're at Nana and Papa's and they're going to get, you know, probably more sweets than they're used to. They know that if they win their breakfast, that it's going to be okay to have, you know, things that aren't as life-giving in terms of food later in the day. And so that's something that I'm actually really proud of to see in my nine-year-old is she's like, well, I'm going to make sure that I, you know, finish my smoothie today because I know I'm going to be, you know, probably having some sweeter things later. Um, so the smoothie is always a great go-to for us, but I really like the idea to mix it up and make it more of a bowl. I love that you guys do that um, because I think it is good for kids to have a little variety. Um, so I'm going to definitely try that tomorrow. Um, in terms of actually like giving your kids vitamins, I know this is a big question that a lot of our listeners have. You know, what what do we give our kids and at what age should we start and, you know, how do we, I know we've talked about this in previous episodes, but what does it actually look like in your households? For us, I'm a big fan of supplements in the morning. And just, just because it falls in the routine when things are most predictable, I feel as the day goes on, more predictability comes up and it can easily get missed then. So our kids know that's part of the morning routine is we get up, we get dressed, we make our beds, we eat breakfast, we do our couple morning chores. We also take our supplements and then we go through some mindset or planning for the day for my children right now. And I think vitamins do, you know, change seasonally. Um, they also depend on what's going on with your children right now as we're in the winter, but we're in South Carolina. So our kids are still getting a good bit of outdoor time. Um, currently our kids are just doing a multivitamin and a probiotic. That's all that they're doing right now. Other times of year, we'll add in a vitamin D supplement, a liquid vitamin D supplement, some vitamin C, and I'll cycle through depending on how much good healthy fat I feel like they're getting in their diet. I'll cycle on and off a fish oil or omega supplement because I also feel that's it is challenging to get enough omegas in 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 nutritionally. So I also feel that that's one that's always sitting in our refrigerator and for just in a downswing of getting good healthy fats into them, then that would be something that I'll add in as well. And then in terms of, you, you mentioned something about mindset. So what does that look like for your kids? Because obviously we're modeling it, hopefully, you know, in the morning, they know that we are in our Bibles or in our journals or whatever it is doing daily affirmations. You know, how do we translate that over to little kids under the age of 10? Mm -hmm. There's a really good resource. So again, this all depends on, on the age. This is falling on deaf ears if you have a six month old. And so, I mean, i I'm proud of you for trying to get your six-month-old, even you're preaching affirmations into them at breakfast time, or even your 18-month-old. 
but like, mom, you just need to relax at that point, (laughs) make sure you're good and ease up on your two-year-old. Now, as your children get older, and so now I do have a, you know, a a barely three-year-old and a seven-year-old, and that three-year-old is picking up on seeing Levi do his big life journal. There's tons of resources for this. Even something as simple as having them just state things that they're thankful for in the morning hours. It's really easy to do that conversation at night at dinner, but we can teach our children to do this in the morning. And then I think when with COVID for us, it's mostly these summer days. Um, but with so many children being stuck at home with COVID or not being in school or switching around schedules, I really think an amazing tool is teaching your children in the morning to create a plan for their day. And they don't need to be able to write to do this. So even our three-year-old will just say, Roman, what do you want to do today? And we'll just try to get one thing out of him. He'll say, I want to go swimming. You know, if it's a summer day, we'll say, okay, just draw a picture of swimming and he'll just scribble something on a piece of paper. Or I want to go to my cousin's house. Okay. Write down your cousin's name and just trying to get our kids into this idea of there are things we can control about our day. And maybe we might not be able to do everything on your list, but let's create a plan for what we want this day to look like. And I think it just starts to incorporate and teach them some good healthy habits around controlling what your day is going to look like later on in life. That's awesome. I love that. We're, we're similar in our, uh, you know, our island, the three kids are still eating breakfast and I'm, you know, prepping more for the day. And that's the same time where it's just, you know, morning breakfast conversation. And the two things I normally ask is, you know, okay, so what, you know, what are you thankful for, you know, this morning, starting with gratitude. And then secondly, a, a question that I ask is like, what to you, like, what's going to make this day successful for you? And what's something that's going to make this day successful, you know, in your life for you. And I'll get similar responses of like, well, what do I want to do today? Um, But also, I've also gotten like, oh, it surprised me. Like the four-year-old will say like, oh, I'm going to talk nice today. You know, it's like, oh, that's a great way to get her mind focused on that. We also, you know, ours are four and five, our older two are four and five right now. And gosh, it was over a year ago now, but I had just like print, we made affirmation boards and it surprised me because I thought they were young for it, but we didn't, you know, they can't, they couldn't read yet. So I just printed off a bunch of different pictures and let them, you know, glue them all on. We made it fun and sparkly, they decorated it. And then I will just point to a picture, you know, of a smiley smiley face or, you know, someone being kind or someone helping someone else and then just teach them the pictures and what they mean, you know, like one's a picture of God, like I'm a child of God. And then I'll point to the pictures and they'll go through their affirmations. And I will say on, on days when they woke up, you know, maybe not in the best mood, if we go to the bathroom where the affirmations are hung up for the day and I just point through like, oh, we forgot to do our affirmations. Let's make sure we do those. Even that alone, when they say like, I am happy, I am kind, just after that, you know, 30 seconds of going through those, it really can change their state and and how they're set up for the day too. That's really cool. Um, when, before COVID hit our drive to school was when we did our affirmations. And I love that idea about doing that board. I'm, I'm definitely going to steal that. Um, but we will just talk about, you know, what is, 
kindness look like? Because our seven-year-old would say, I am kind and I am loving. And then we would go like one step deeper, like, okay, so what what does being kind look like? Like, what's an example of how you're going to show kindness today? And she would have to sit there and think about it. And, you know, okay, I could share with Abby in class because last time I didn't. And, you know, it's just like taking it one step deeper for them. Like, what does real life look like with these affirmations Um, And I'm, you know, I love that because then I, you know, I hear about it at the end of the day. Like, did you show kindness? Did you share with Abby today? And it's like, yeah. So that's a win. Um, So looking at, in terms of a routine for your day, um, I know we talked about this before, but giving, you know, kids kind of an idea of what it looks like, especially when their structure is thrown off. So like for us, when COVID hit and they were home and didn't have the normal routine that they did, like kids really thrive in having that routine. Um, at least mine do. And when we didn't really have a routine set up, cause we didn't really know what was coming down the pike. Um, there was chaos in our house. I felt like my kids were fighting more. Um, they didn't want to listen and it was just not a wonderful place to be. Um, so I have found that giving my kids kind of like a, even just a verbal itinerary, like this is when we're doing this and this is what's happening after school. And you're going to have this play date on Thursday, just kind of giving them a heads up for what's coming. I've noticed has really made a huge difference, especially in this season of unknowns. I agree. I'm the same way, especially when, when COVID hit, you know, even in kindergarten and in first grade, our kids like at school, the first thing they do is they have a, there's a group plan, you know, for the day and at school, even like they go through, what do we have for specials today? What are we doing today? And as soon as I started adapting and you kind of adopting that same idea at home, just at the breakfast table, the more that we can pre-frame them on, okay, so we're going to have playtime. And then after playtime, we're going to clean up. And then after we clean up, we're going to go outside and just even pre-framing something like that totally helps prevent the, if I don't pre-frame them on what to expect. And all of a sudden I ask them like, okay, it's time to clean up because then we're going to go outside. I'll get all of this pushback and resistance of, well, we're not ready. Like they weren't, imagine being caught off guard too, all of a sudden being like, oh, you've got to go here next. It's like, wait, what? I wasn't expecting that. So I feel like setting them up for, you know, knowing, yeah, what is our plan for the day? Where are we going? What are we doing? And kind of what does the general flow look like can be helpful. I've also, um, will set an alarm for, especially if it's like, okay, you have an hour of playtime and then we need you to spend 10 minutes cleaning up. When the alarm goes off, then you'll know it's enough time. And for some reason that just makes it, I think my kids are, they don't like me controlling them. Right. So if it's not mom saying now you have to clean up, if I preframe them just up, okay, I'm going to set up the alarm. Then it's the alarm's fault. Like the alarm went off. That means it's time to clean up, you know, complain to the alarm. If you want to complain to someone, complain to the alarm. (laughs) Yeah. Like it wasn't my fault. Like the time is up. So yeah, I think there's a lot to be said of, you know, per their age, letting you know, laying out a plan for the day really sets you all up for success. I think in the same token of your children being involved in your eating plan for the day. So I, I've gone through different phases where I've thought, no, it's best to just leave healthy snacks out for them and they can get them as they please to kind of coming full circle to no, my job is to teach them healthy eating routines and to teach them this is when we eat breakfast and this is when we have our snack 
and this is when we eat lunch, and this is when we have our snack, and this is when we eat dinner. And should you choose to forego any of the designated eating windows, then you're going to learn something called hunger. And that's an okay thing for you to experience. And so having our children involved in our eating plan for the day, I also think is really important. I also know that for our family, part of us having a successful day is me having thought through what are our snacks for the week? What are our meals for the week? So as Natalie, as you and I were talking about, we can go for fresh fruits and vegetables and hummus versus grab a Lara bar because I don't have a plan for the snack time. And so putting a little bit of intention and a little bit more prep time into do I have fruits and vegetables washed and pre-cut and ready to go. I know for a fact, if I put out a plate of cucumbers and carrots and um, hummus or guacamole for my children, and I set that out first as they think I'm getting the chips and crackers for them, I will turn around and the carrots and the and the um, cucumbers will be gone before I even had a chance to put crackers in front of them. And when that happens, it's just, I know for me, that's just a reflection on my level of preparation and not choosing the convenience and just simply taking two seconds, chopping up a fresh fruit or a fresh fresh vegetable and using that as snack time instead of something that's prepackaged. I totally agree with that. I think oftentimes we underestimate that, you know, and that it gets back to, as you're saying, like just being intentional, like the more intentional you are, it's totally, you put out that stuff that's ready. They're hungry, they'll eat it. And I think that, you know, when I've suggested that to a lot of parents or like nut mixtures, I'll make a different nut mixture, you know, for the week that has different dried fruit in it, that's fun and new. It's amazing how, if we have those things pre-made ahead and ready to go, that your kids will actually eat healthy. Like they are hungry and they will eat as long, you know, but you have to give yourself the chance rather than just opening up the cover to let them choose what they want. Again, just being intentional. And it's, you know, again, that totally starts with, with us and and planning out the week from the beginning. That's great. Our nine-year-old, we started letting her play chef in the kitchen um, a couple years ago. So maybe, yeah, eight, seven or eight. And we told her, okay, these are like the ingredients that you have to work with, make, you know, make a gourmet snack. And she would take cucumber and she'd put a dollop of hummus on it. And then she would serve it to the other kids. And oh, her, that's an amazing idea. Yeah, it was just so like super empowering. And it just gave her this ability to like be creative. She even like peeled some of the cucumber peel off and like draped it over the, (laughs) it was like this fancy hors d'oeuvre and she's serving it to our three-year-old. And so that made a huge difference for her. I just noticed she started making really good choices with her snacking um, when we made it kind of fun for her like that. And the kids liked to eat it because it looked way cooler than anything I put in front of them. Um, So all good things. So it looks like I think we've covered, you know, most of the day. I think for my kids during, again, this is during COVID when they've kind of been thrown out of their school routine because they were getting recessed three times a day. You know, we live in a northern climate and going outside looks a little different than being on the lake in South Carolina. Um, But it is so important to get them that fresh air. And I didn't want, you know, our freezing cold temperatures to be an excuse to not be outside because that is so important. Um, But yeah, we had to schedule that in 
And I just, I've noticed a huge difference when I tell them like, no, we have to go get fresh air. This is important for our bodies. And you guys just need this. You need this playtime just to be normal children. And so when we don't do that, if our day gets away from us, it's okay. But I do notice on the, on the back end that, you know, we're struggling emotionally by the end of the day, if we don't have that outlet, how long do you guys, I mean, you guys do incorporate this into your schedule, but what does that look like for your kids? Yeah. I mean, for us, we have to be outside at least once in the morning and once in the afternoon. And even if everyone's like about to have a mad break, I recognize like, oh, this means we just need to get outside. And if I can just get everyone, like we live in the North too. Like if we can just get everybody dressed, everyone screaming, having a fit, if I can just get them dressed and get them outside, it is amazing how like a switch goes off as soon as they get out there. And it's like, it changes their state. And, you know, we've had to get more creative, you know, now being in the winter of, okay, let's, you know, they're, we're not laying, you know, on the, on the sidewalk doing sidewalk chalk anymore. It's cold. So it's like, okay, let's get bundled up and let's go for a nature walk or let's do a scavenger hunt and walk through the woods and see what we can find. But anything that just gets them moving and gets them outside and in the fresh air for sure. For us, it's two day, you know, two times a day at a minimum, you know, to make sure that, you know, we all stay sane. We're, we're the same. It's typically twice a day. For me, it's always that afternoon, after the afternoon sta- snack, but before dinner, and dad isn't home yet, and just the tension is mounting. I'm There's more chores to do in the house. Things are dirty. I like a tidy house, and the kids are starting to get a little bit grumpy. Everyone's fighting for mom's attention, and that's my cue. Out the door. Just shove them out the door. If we can get outside, we'll have an energy change. And we'll be way, way better off. Cool. So now we're kind of wrapping up with looking at what does a successful dinner look like? You know, for us in our household, it's, you know, ideally it's all of us at the table, no TV on, no gadgets or phones or anything like that. Um, We're all engaged and we're all eating. That's what success looks like, especially for my three-year-old is he's actually picking up his fork and putting food in his mouth. Um, I know you guys have some good tips for keeping kids engaged at dinner and making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be. So I do have a couple things here. One is making sure that we are not on our phones during dinner. And I'll say that's harder to do sometimes than you think because our phones are just by us and particularly husbands who maybe get home from work, they might feel like this is their chance to catch up on things while they're eating. So we are pretty strict on no media while eating. Just as a rule of thumb in life, I try to do the same thing even when my kids aren't around. I don't want to sit and eat my lunch and eat a salad while I'm doing something on my phone. Um, The other thing that has been really helpful for our dinners as our kids got a little bit older is to play a game at the dinner table. And it's simple games that you can play while sitting around. And what we notice is we start playing these games and all of a sudden the kids are there, they're engaged. And what do you know? Their fork starts moving towards their mouth. So we'll play like an animal alphabet game. Like everyone think of an animal that starts with the letter A. Never necessarily an animal that starts with the letter A. Okay, now do letter B, letter C, and we'll try to go down. We'll play I spy while we, while we sit there, which is hilarious to see a three-year-old say, I spy with my little eye. And he looks all around the room. And he pick, and he says something, and we all can you know get it right away. We'll play. I'm thinking of an animal that starts with the letter D, and everyone has to guess, and the person who guesses right gets to go next. 
And it just gets their little brains engaged with where they are while they're eating dinner. And it, it can keep them at that table so much longer. And I really only learned that trick like two years ago. I'm like, where has this trick been for the last seven years? But it really does help our dinners be way more successful. That's so good. I'm going to use those for sure. Um, for us, we are, we, we work late. We work until 630 in the evening, three days a week. So for us, like the two days that we have for dinner as a family is Tuesday and Friday. So we make sure we take full advantage of that. You know, like again, everybody has different schedules and I think mean you know, sit down there as often as you can. It's, I mean, there's so many different benefits to it. And we've really let, again, our kids now, even the three-year-old, like they're old enough, to, we try to really involve them. So everybody has a job in setting the table. You know, everybody, you know, sets out a specific, while we're cooking, you know, someone's putting out the forks and the plates and the cups and making sure everybody has water and getting them involved. I think that way is really good as well as just like, you know, this is when we're teaching our kids manners, you know, like you need to sit up, you need to be attentive. So I feel like those games, especially for this age group is like super helpful. And again, after dinner, it's, you know, you take, you know, cleaning up your plate. That's what you're responsible for. Everybody has a cleaning responsibility at the end as well is, is so good for just another, um, you know, part of a, a successful day. This has been an awesome episode. I am super excited just to learn from you guys, um, because we're instilling habits in these kiddos that are going to grow up to be adults. And, you know, it starts now, it starts when they're little, even in just the day-to-day seemingly Monday routine, mundane routines. Um, but it really does. It's like these little deposits day in and day out that really reap huge dividends down the road. And I can tell you, I can definitely start seeing that in my nine-year-old, you know, we wonder in the middle of it when they're three, four, five, you know, is this, you know, making a difference? And I can tell you, I've seen a huge difference in my nine-year-old now, nine and a half year old. And so these are great tips. And we are so thankful for all of our listeners. We hope um, you enjoy this episode and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us today on the MomDocs podcast. If you enjoyed listening to the show, the greatest compliment you can give is to share this with others and leave us a review on iTunes. By subscribing to our podcast, you'll never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.